What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And we're back again with another fine, dabby, dozy episode of this gaming-related podcast. If it's a little bit on the low-energy side of things, it's because I've got a bit of a cold. If I sound a little bit more nasally than usual, that could be possibly why. But I am going to just jump straight into what I've been playing slash watching, because I've been playing some video games. And I've been having a real good time. And those video games that I've been playing are the Outriders demo. I'm honestly shocked by how much I enjoy this game. I was worried that I wasn't going to enjoy the Outriders game, the demo anyway at least. And I thought, oh, I'll just download it and I'll maybe play it sometime. Well, it was then announced that it was coming to Game Pass last week. So I thought, okay, I'll jump in. I'll check it out, I'll see what it's about, whether it's worth downloading then off Game Pass, and by golly, did I enjoy it indeed. The people at People Can Fly can make a good third-person shooter. They know what they're doing there, they know what they're doing. And I honestly cannot wait to check this game out when it fully releases on April 1st in about a week's time. I'm pretty excited to like mention it to some friends as well and try and convince them to come in and maybe possibly play this game with me. But I'm really enjoying Outriders for what I've played. I've only played it for the few hours one evening. I've not gone back to it as of yet, but I will be returning when the game actually launches. I didn't get to the max level of the demo or anything like that, but I am going to go back, then play through the entire game when it launches on April 1st, and hopefully have a great time when it does. I'm pretty excited for that. But that's not the only thing I've been playing. I've been playing some Apex Legends, which I'm not going to talk about here. I don't have some strong feelings on it right now. I'm not really in the happiest of mood with Apex Legends, because they seem to keep pushing King's Canyon, and I don't like the King's Canyon map. It's a terrible map. They ruined it when they took out the Skull Town. I had to think what it was called then, because I always used to call bone down because obviously skulls bones i know i know i'm immature i get it but that used to be a very good spot to have on the map and when they took out that poi there which is point of interest when they took that out of the map it kind of made it so there was less pois across the entire map and then it made it harder because everybody was dropping in the same four areas every time i don't know why but that extra poi help things immensely and they never returned to that factor they never managed to fix that in my opinion so it's kind of frustrating so i've not been enjoying that one very muchly indeed but i have been grinding out the battle pass over the course of the last month or so and i have completed it i finished it so i now only have to jump in and get my i think treasure packs is what i'm after now i've got a couple more left about a week's worth and then do the comics every week when they start back up on march 30th and then i'm done i am done with that game until the next season and hopefully world's edge will return for that one and king's canyon goes bye bye and we go back to world's edge and olympus that would be a very nice indeed please go away king's canyon no one likes you and it seems to be a sentiment that is kind of throughout the community that everybody is missing world's edge everybody complained about world's edge when it was here but also now they want it back because they've seen how bad king's canyon is there's the other side of the fence and they don't want to be on that other side of the fence now no siree so yes i said i wasn't going to speak about that much and then i just went and ranted a little bit so I do apologize about that. Let's get on to some Yakuza 5 because that's the other game I've been playing and I'm loving this game. I've had a really tough like week, two weeks. It's been kind of
have hard on me. We've had some things that have gone on in our lives that have been extremely stressful and just over the top and doesn't need to be there and been really unnecessary. And it's been really getting to me. I've been having like panic attacks and stuff and things like that. And you're probably wondering, how does this tie to Yakuza? Well, Yakuza clearly is very good at chilling me out because I've managed to calm down after all those panic attacks. I've had a couple of days playing Yakuza 5 and it has helped immensely. I don't know what it is about this series, but it's my happy place. I love it very much indeed. It's nice to get excited about video games in that sense. Every now and then you get a game that excites you and you're excited to play. And it's been a little while since that happened for me. It happened with Watch Dogs Legion, so I enjoyed that one very much indeed. And then it happened with Yakuza Like a Dragon and all the other Yakuza games I played. And now I'm happy that I'm returning a little bit. I had a bit of a brief break from the Yakuza series because I wanted to, like, not rush through them because I only have this game and six left to get through and then Judgment is in April. So there's not really a ton of Yakuza goodness in my life and I'm worried that it's going to be a while before I have any more and it makes me very sad indeed thinking about that. But I'm loving Yakuza 5 so far and I think you should check out the Yakuza games if you haven't done so already because they are probably some of the best video games on Xbox Game Pass right now. So go and check out the entire Kazuma Kiryu series because it's worth checking out indeed. Also, Like a Dragon is fantastic too. Ichiban Kasuga is the bomb. Him and his crew are the absolute best, okay? Yakuza Like a Dragon is right up there. Saying that though, I also like Akiyama from Yakuza 4, but I don't want to get into too much because that could be spoilerific, but I also like the duo between Akihama and the detective. I can't remember his name. I've forgotten his name already, basically, but I love that game. Yakuza 4 is what I'm talking about there. I had a great time with that one also. They're just good games. They're just fine games, and you should all be playing them right about now. Talking about fine games, let's get on to some gaming news, shall we? Because Gotham Knights has been sadly delayed till 2022, which has been announced by Warner Brother Games Montreal. They announced this with a statement that was released on the official Twitter account that said the game will launch worldwide in 2022 and that the delay is so the team can have more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. I'm personally a little bit disappointed about this one because Warner Brothers don't really have much coming up right about now. They had the Suicide Squad game coming after this. Has that also been pushed back now because maybe it could possibly tie into Gotham Knights? I don't know, but I am a little bit frustrated because I was kind of excited for this particular game. It's been a really strange one. There's not been a ton of games launching these last couple of months that I know of, apart from older games coming to things like Game Pass. So that's been a little bit frustrating, but what are you going to do? On to one of my favorite series ever, Hitman 3 has revealed its DLC collection coming to the game, and it's going to be focusing on the seven deadly sins. There is going to be a seven-part expansion that will focus on each individual sin, and will also feature some new gameplay opportunities, distinct contracts, as well as unique rewards that includes the Raspius suit, the greedy little coin, and the devil's cane. These are all going to be coming in the first pack that will be focused on greed. I forgot to mention that, I'm just going to throw that in but there. The first part will be releasing on March 30th and will be set on the Dubai map. There will also be a brand new escalation that will be called the Greedy Enumeration Escalation. Okay, it was kind of hard to say. But let's talk about some updates in regards to the game because it will also be receiving free updates with the Season of the Sin live events that will include escalations, featured contracts, as well as elusive targets during some seasonal events. All future live content will 
will be following the Sin-themed released schedule rather than the previous monthly roadmaps that they were doing. The first season of the Sin's live event will be focused on Greed following the first pack and that new live event will be going to be kicking off in the first week of April. So that's very nice indeed. If you do want to check out this DLC, it will be available on March 30th on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and your personal computer. I'm personally very excited about this because I love me some Hitman. If I get to hit more men's in different fashions, I'm very excited about that. I cannot wait to hit all of the men's in their goals. I don't know what I mean. I don't know what I mean. I'm going to escalate... On to the next news story. Yes, I threw that one in there on purpose. But anyway, I digress. Xbox Live's gold requirements for free-to-play games is going by the way of the dodo. And that is bye-bye, basically. So Microsoft has removed the Xbox Live gold requirements for free-to-play games on Xbox finally. In the currently available update that is going on right now for Xbox Inside Program members. It's kind of like a beta program where you can get access to updates early. You can sign up for it for free via the Xbox Insider Program app on the Xbox One and Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. So if you want to do that, you can do that. But we have a tweet from Xbox Insider that kind of goes into what is in this particular update. And it reads as followed... Xbox Insiders in Alpha Skip Ahead and Alpha, today we are flighting some new features. Multiplayer in free-to-play games, looking for groups, and party chat on Xbox no longer require an Xbox Live Gold membership as we flight and test these service changes ahead of the general availability. So that's very cool indeed. I'm personally very excited about this. I honestly cannot wait to check this out. I have quite a large family. If you don't know, I have four children, so it will be nice to have some extra things that I don't have to pay for, because you already have to pay for a ton of things like Disney+, Plus, Netflix, and then Xbox Live Gold subscription, and then Game Pass, and yeah, it'll be nice to not have to pay for Xbox Live Gold. I'm actually pretty excited about that, because some of my children only play the free-to-play games anyway, like Roblox and Fortnite and things of that nature, so I'm pretty excited to save some moolah on that front. Yay, monies. Talking about monies, Watch Dogs Legions has revealed its upcoming DLC roadmap for the game, as well as a free trial weekend that you can also save 50%. If you haven't bought the game yet, you can go and buy it at a cheaper price, so that's very nice indeed. But let's talk about the DLC, shall we? The The first DLC on this map of the road is going to be the first tactical operation, and it's called Leader of the Pack. It will challenge you to team up online to bring down a deadly initiative across five missions, and that will come in late April. More new co-op missions will also be set to be added, as well as Season Pass holders will get their first access of some post-delicious launch content in the form of a new exclusive playable hero known as Mina Sidhu. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Then in late May, the second tactical op mission will be available, as well as PvP invasion and PvP extraction modes, which were added in the original game, so they'll be available in online, but they'll be available for all players to check out, not just season pass holders. Next up is June, and that will see the game's first story expansion dropping into the fray in the form of Watch Dogs Legion's Bloodlines that will launch alongside new playable heroes, otherwise known as Aiden Pierce from the original Watch Dogs game, 
game and wrench from Watch Dogs 2. That one I'm pretty excited about. I honestly cannot wait for that one. I am a bit disappointed though that it's a bit far out. It's all the way out until June. I have got stuff to play up until then, but I was hoping that that one would be a little bit sooner. It seems to be the Watch Dogs Legion team are having a little bit of issue with their content and pushing it out because there are other developers in the Ubisoft framework that may be launched later the Watchdog Legions and are not having as much trouble with their DLC plan. But I digress, I'm not done just yet because in August they will also be bringing a huge crossover event with Assassin's Creed in which every player will be able to participate in, but Season Pass owners will specifically get a new playable hero in the form of the Assassin known as Darcy and some new missions. I assume that's single player content, I'm pretty sure that's single player content. If it's not, I'm going to be sad. I am a little bit disappointed with this time frame because I thought this game would be done by now and, and we would be getting towards the tail end of its DLC but that doesn't seem to be the case obviously it's going to be a while out now before we get to play anything I understand obviously the pandemic might have pushed things along on that front but it is kind of frustrating I'm seeing companies push out their DLC and stuff like that and the one game that I'm excited for no ghostly you're not allowed your DLC you've got to wait okay all the way up until June and I guarantee you it'll get pushed again because that's just the Ubisoft way they just like to push things down the road and take on forever to release anything let's just talk about Far Cry 6 that was supposed to be coming out in January where is it nowhere to be seen nowhere to be seen on to Arcane Studios because they've been talking about Game Pass and they've been saying some very nice things about it indeed. And this comes from the current game director of Deathloop known as Dingan Bakab, who has been discussing the future of what could possibly be for Arcane Studio following the recent acquisition of Bethesda by Xbox. This comes from an interview with Prestart where Bakab said the news was unexpected to an extent, but after the surprise, it made a lot of sense. First of all, we are very creative driven and we really care about doing games that are original that have a lot of personality and style. So that's cool indeed, but then he was not done. He was not done at all because he went on to discuss the possibility of what the Game Pass ecosystem could do for them and how it could benefit the studio in the future by saying the following, being able to be a part of the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem makes things a bit different for us because we can occupy a space in that service and we will continue to make the kind of games that we make and make them well. He continued with, If you looked on social media, you'll see the games like Prey and Dishonored 1 and 2 coming to Xbox Game Pass, a lot of people are saying that you need to play these games and have no excuse not to. So it's been very encouraging. It's a service that will allow us to remain creative and have the audience and build that relationship over time and that's really exciting. If you can't wait to play the next Arcane game though, that is going to be known as Deathloop that will be launching exclusively on PlayStation 5 and PC on May 21st, 2021. Fingers crossed that one's a timed exclusive because I'm excited to check this one out. I might personally actually check it out on PlayStation 5, but I personally prefer the Xbox controller for shooters, so I don't know. Either way, it's very exciting to see that developers are happy to be acquired by Xbox and be a part of Game Pass. They are just happy to be there and that they're going to get the creative freedom that they say they're going to have. Hopefully that is the case and Microsoft does keep that up in the future because they got plenty of money. They can just throw it all away and not have to worry about it because they've got another couple of billion coming in next month. I think it's very cool indeed to see Microsoft pushing for this and just letting developers be developers and just make the games that they want to make because any 
any game that comes to the service is just a bonus for them. So I'm personally very excited for this. I'm also going to take this opportunity to talk about another studio that is owned by Microsoft, like Double Fine. Please, Double Fine, make a Costume Quest 3. I want another Costume Quest, but I want it set during Christmas time, and then I'll be happy. I'll leave you be. I'll leave you be. I won't bother you again, Tim Schafer, for another costume quest. I know we've had two games. We've had a DLC. Just please make a Christmas version of costume quest. I want Santa's outfits. I want elves. I want reindeers. Just give me all of the cheese all of the time. It's one of my favorite series of all time, okay? So just please get on that, Microsoft. That should be the next thing you should be doing. If you thought we were done with the Xbox news, we most certainly are not. We most certainly have not because Microsoft has announced two brand new Xbox controllers that will be coming shortly in the form of the Electric Vault and the Daystrike Camo. Xbox's product marketing boss known as Navia Kumar said Microsoft is always trying to create new designs that give players more choice and these new controllers aim to deliver that. Not only are these colours new, but the Daystrike Camo is the first ever Xbox controller to feature textured grips across the entire surface of the bumpers. Additionally, both of these controllers will be the first ever Xbox hardware to be made with post-consumer recycled resins, which is very cool indeed. Please do more of this. Help reduce, recycle, and save our planet. I appreciate that very muchly indeed, but let's talk about the designs, shall we? So, the electric vault is apparently inspired by the energy and the vibrance normally found in the sneaker and athletic apparel design. It was described by Kumar as the high-vised yellow top cases punches hard against the matte black hybrid D-pad, while the white back case adds even more dimension to the design. If you do want to check out this first controller, it's going to be available on April 27th for $65 in most Xbox markets around the world. I would suggest if you're excited to pick up either of these controllers is to check the Xbox's social media for your country and see if they've actually posted about it. If they posted about it, I would assume that it's coming to you and I would get very excited about that indeed and get the pre-orders in as soon as they're available, which they're not again as of yet in the UK. I'm a little frustrated about this because they came late with the red controller and now they're doing it again with these controllers. It's frustrating. They're not even on the Microsoft store in the UK. What are you doing, Microsoft? What are you doing? Anyway, the next controller is the Daystrike Camo Special Edition controller, which is a red and black camo controller following the Night Ops camo or the Arctic camo theme. Kumar did describe this one as well by saying, with a palette of deep reds paired with grey and black, Daystrike Camo brings a streetwear vibe to your game. It also includes features standard of the new Xbox wireless controllers like the share button, hybrid D-pad and the textured grip on the triggers. I don't know why I read it like he's a villain, but I did. Okay, I did. If you do want to pick up this controller, it will be available on May 4th for 70 US dollars. Still no information on whether that one is going to be coming to other regions. It has been somewhat advertised for Xbox UK, so if you're in the UK, get excited for that one. But I'm personally hoping that I can get both of these controllers. The camo one, the Daystrike one, is actually a limited edition controller, so there is only going to be available for a period of time, so if you want to get one, I suggest you get on top of that. Also, the yellow controller is absolutely stunning, so I cannot wait to get these and take photos and post them all over my Instagram, which is at Ghostly, just in case you wanted to go follow me over there. 
And on to our last news story of the day. One game that I'm very excited about. This one hurts me in my soul deeply. And that is Back for Blood has been delayed. I'm very sad about this one. The official Twitter for Back for Blood announced the news saying that the game will be delayed from June all the way up until October. The announcement reads as followed. Turtle Rock Studio is working hard to make Back for Blood the best game it can possibly be at launch, and the team needs more time to do this. Therefore, we will release Back for Blood on October 12th, 2021. We thank our community for its continued support and are excited to share that there will be an open beta this summer. I'm personally extremely hurt by this one. I was really hoping for this game to come out in June. I was going to play the shiz out of this with my wife. We were going to have a great time playing this game. It's looking like slim pickings up until then. Honestly, I was like struggling and I was looking at the calendar of what games are coming up and what I've got to be excited for and not be excited for. And it's looking rough for me in the ghostly household. I've got Yakuza 5 now and then there's Yakuza 6 and then Judgment in April... And that's about it. And I kind of have gone through most of my backlog. I've got a couple of things I've got to go and play. Like, I want to play Immortals Phoenix Rising's DLC. I want to go check that one out. I just bought it yesterday. That'll be the next thing I play. And then, obviously, Outriders on April 1st. But after that, I don't know what I'm going to play. I'm going to be stuck. And I play a lot of video games. So those games aren't going to last me as long as most people. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm a little bit worried. But this was my shining light. It was like, yay, you're going to have something. Video games are releasing in 2021, Ryan. There are video games for you that aren't just indie games or re-releases onto Game Pass. I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. But if you do want to pick up Back for Blood, it will now be available on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC. And that will be on October 12th if you want to check that one out there. And that's everything for this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. We are going to be skipping over the ghost box this week due to some technical difficulties. I haven't managed to get it pre-prepared in time, so we won't be able to do that one, sadly, in this week's episode. But we'll be back again shortly with another one, with another ghost box, hopefully very, very soon. But thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of this gaming-related podcast. We'll be back again shortly with some more gaming goodness for you to listen to. But as always, stay safe and have an awesome week slash weekend, and I will catch you in the next episode. But until then, ghostly out.